Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. This episode is all about passion. So as we close the gap uh, on 2022, nearing the end of the year, it's only natural that so many of us begin to think about um, what we want to accomplish. So what have we accomplished in this past year? Um, And what do we want to accomplish in the year and years to come? And then when we go down that road, we think about what are those things that I want to accomplish in alignment with what I care about? Uh, Am I chasing, am I pursuing my passions? Um, Am I spending my time doing things that I care about? And so now is a really natural time to shed some light on passion and to think more critically about one, what is it? And two, how do we go about pursuing it in a way that's meaningful and not detrimental? So we've seen more of this come to light, um, specifically with the great resignation uh, as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, where people began to realize that what they were pursuing where they were spending most of their time, how they were moving about their days, was not necessarily in alignment with their passions. And so people quit their jobs, they rearranged their lives, they, they made uh, adjustments to uh, position themselves in a way that hopefully allowed for them to have more of this passion in their lives. And so while that's great, what we're seeing is that the lens through which we're talking about passion is, is we don't always get it right. Um, you know, we're told that um, to follow our passions, right? When, we, when, when folks are asked about, um, you know, what should people do, right? Young people, um, people that are unhappy in their jobs, uh, people that aren't satisfied with their lives, right? We see the marketing of it all over the place and we're told to follow our passion well what does that mean right how do we do that in a way that that is actually fulfilling and and doesn't burn us out and doesn't leave us feeling overworked and so today is going to be about um, understanding again more clearly what passion actually is what does it look and feel like to follow our passions and how do we do that in a way that's actually fulfilling Um, and how do we think about our passions with some context um, and in a way that gives us the opportunity to give ourselves some grace, give ourselves some space. Um, And we're going to look at it through different lenses. We're going to look at it through, uh, of course, as always on this podcast, we're going to look at it through the lens of movement, a consistent movement practice, um, how impactful exercise um, is and can be in our lives, but also through, through other lenses. And so I encourage you to, <clears throat> to apply these, these, these tools um, and these explanations in whatever area of your life is most meaningful. Um, so if that's through the lens of exercise, fantastic. Um, if it's career focused, if it's family focused, if you're feeling um, uh, lost or feeling like you're not spending time doing what you'd like to be doing, take these, these tools and apply them in that area. 
right? So that's really what I want to focus on is, is are we thinking about passion um, in the right way, in a way that's helpful and productive? And, um, and as always, hopefully provide some meaningful, actionable guidance that you can put into play uh, immediately in your life. So before we dive in, <clears throat> a reminder, uh, December 28th, Accelerate Your Impact. It's an online workshop uh, that myself, Christine Hernandez, who is a mental performance coach at TEC, are going to be hosting. And it is around exactly this topic. And our goal is to help individuals set meaningful and actionable goals going into the new year that are in alignment with the things they care most about. What we have both seen is that so many individuals are spending time, spinning their wheels, and engaging in activities that aren't in alignment with the things they care most about. So we're gonna help you get, uh, one, we're gonna help you get clear on what it is you care most about, and two, we're gonna help you set goals that are in alignment with that, and you're gonna leave with an intention for the year. You're gonna leave with a North Star that you can come back to. So um, if you're looking for um, something to sink your teeth into, if you're, uh, if you finish listening to this podcast or any of our other episodes, you're like, okay, well, what do I do next? That's all well and good, but how do I put this into action in my own life? How do I actually start to move the needle? This is why this was created. Uh, we created this workshop to be a resource for people like yourself to actually dive in and, um, and create the impact that they want to create. Have the year you want to have. Um, stop spinning your wheels. Or if you feel like you're really, um, if you feel like you're, you're really in alignment with what you care about, make sure that the goals that you're setting uh, further that mission. So it's either going to be a chance to realign uh, or it can be an opportunity to continue to align with the things that you care most about. So again, that's going to be December 28th. Um, it's going to be a 90-minute virtual workshop. We'll put the details in the show notes of this podcast. You can also reach out um, to me directly uh, at enduranceminded.com. Scroll to the bottom. Let me know if you have any questions. Happy to provide anyone with the details to sign up. Um, this is a fantastic resource. Again, if you feel like you really want some actionable guidance and a way to, um, to, to put what we talk about today and in subsequent episodes uh, into action in your life. If you're like me, you know how important it is to fuel your activities and ensure you're recovering properly in between workouts. That's where the Amino Company comes in. With their products, Heal and Perform, I'm able to access sustained energy and increase power output during my workouts, as well as recover faster and more efficiently. I use Heal for recovery. It's a 100% science-backed formula that was originally developed for astronauts to maintain muscle mass in space. Taking Heal after my training has allowed me to increase my recovery and decrease soreness, making my body feel stronger and healthier overall. This patented science-backed amino acid blend is designed to replenish your sore muscles after tough workouts. Heal's great for post-workout nutrition and is scientifically more than three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. Perform is my go-to for before and during training sessions. Perform has been scientifically proven 
to improve muscle performance, reduce fatigue and recovery times, and increase the benefits from your workouts. Perform is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. Since taking Perform, I've seen increases in my maximal strength in the gym, as well as feel the benefits during endurance training. It provides sustained and lasting energy throughout my day without any crash or harmful side effects. I've been using Perform and Heal from the Amino Company daily, and I've seen huge improvements in both my performance and recovery. As a business owner and athlete, I'm beyond excited to have found something that helps me get the most out of my training and recovery so that I can maximize my precious training time. So right now, when you visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30 at checkout, you get 30% off. So if you're looking to take your recovery to the next level and try science-backed products designed to boost your performance by up to three times, then visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30, that's EM30 at checkout, to get 30% off plus a free gift with purchase. That's aminoco.com backslash EM30. Use offer code EM30 at checkout. So let's talk about passion, right? What is it? What do, how do we think about it? And then how do we go about pursuing it? So I want to I explore five different areas that hopefully get at these three points, these three areas as it's related to passion. So I think the first and foremost, the, the, the primary thing that we need to kind of lead with as it relates to passion is that not every moment of pursuing the things we're passionate about are going to be amazing. I think that's one of the key areas that kind of the marketing of passion, so to speak, leads us astray, right? We're, we're, we're told and, and made to believe that if we, if we can find what we're passionate about, if we can get clear on that, and then we can do the work of pursuing that thing, then, then it's going to be blissful that as long as we're in pursuit of our passions that that it's 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 you know every day is sunshine and roses right the chinese proverb uh passion punches no time clock right great um great sentiment great proverb certainly those that are engaged in the things they care most about are willing to invest time and energy and resources in a way that that you know, doesn't feel like we're punching a time clock. However, I think there's a distinction that needs to be made. And, and that real distinction is that that's just not the case, right? That when we're pursuing things that we care most about, there's going to be shit times. Uh, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be low points. That doesn't mean that we don't care about it. It doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile. But I just, we need to understand, we need to set expectations that the pursuit of our passion um, is not always going to be in the light. There's going to be darkness. Um, one's part of the human condition. There's mental, emotional, psychological components there, self-doubt, um, uh, you know, feelings of regret, whatever that is. Those are going to seep in. That's okay. 
what we need to understand is there's a difference between happiness and fulfillment, right? Happiness um, is doesn't come from pleasure, but it comes from engagement in meaningful and fulfilling pursuits, right? So often we think that that happiness is about always riding this high, right? And this is linked to following our passions. If we follow our passions, we're always going to be happy because that feeling of happiness is going to be this immense amount of pleasure, this, this, this you know, unstoppable force that allows us to wake up every day excited and driven and motivated, you know, insert adjective here. And, and in reality, that's just not the case, right? But I think the reason that we fall short of that or we feel like we fall short of that so often in the pursuit of our passions is because we're not really clear on what happiness is. And again, true happiness isn't this constant pleasure, but it's, it's, it's finding fulfillment in engaging in meaningful pursuits, right? So again, there's a difference between happiness and fulfillment. Happiness is this connotation that we're always riding this, this perpetual high. And not that we shouldn't look for happiness. Certainly, that's a worthwhile pursuit. However, we need to relieve some pressure from ourselves that that's going to be the case every single day. Again, can we look for fulfillment because we're engaged in things that we care about? And that allows us to, to ride those waves, right? Those inevitable highs and lows um, without the massive blowback of self-doubt and wondering if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, I see this most in, in my line of work and, and in my life, very closely tied to, to movement. You know, it is hard to stay consistent. It's hard to exercise. It's hard to find and develop the discipline necessary to show up for yourself and create that time and space and then give that energy to that pursuit. However, it is a fulfilling practice to continually engage in something that is very meaningful and continually engage in something that very truthfully um, can be life or death, right? We know that we have to exercise consistently to live our best lives, to live long lives, hopefully, to live lives that are fulfilled where we feel capable and strong. So if we use that as a metaphor, not every day feels great. Truthfully, maybe most days don't feel amazing, but we're committed to the process. We're committed to showing up for ourselves. And, and it's because we know that that thing is important. We know that ultimately we are fulfilled because we've engaged in something that's meaningful, right? It's the betterment of ourselves. Um, by just way of making ourselves healthier, but also again, like we've talked about uh, at length on this show, the the act of showing up is really a small commitment to ourselves, right? It's a small act to say that I value myself enough to show up for this thing, and that's a huge win. That that has far-reaching effects over and above health and fitness. So what we find, if we link this to, to process, is that study after study 
shows that those that focus on success are the least likely to find it. But those that immerse themselves in the process are much more likely to be successful. And so, again, it's, it's this idea that not every moment is going to be great. And when those low points occur, we have to stay committed to the process, right? If we've identified success as this external goal, right, could be in, uh, from, from a fitness perspective, could be career-oriented, could be the promotion, could be relationships that we have in our lives, could be winning a race. If that's what we're chasing, then those lows are going to feel much, much lower because they're going to, it's going to be a heavier hit. They're going, to, they're going to carry a larger toll. That's what, it, that's what it looks like to chase success, right? We're focused on success in a singular outcome. However, if we, immerse, if we immerse ourselves in the process, the weight of those things feels not nearly as heavy. And that's as much for the highs as it is the lows, right? It's important that we moderate ourselves, right? We want to celebrate our wins, but we also can't live there forever, right? We need to come back to the process. Same thing with the lows. You know, it's okay to grieve our losses, but we've got to come back to the center. We've got to come back to the process. So again, the first, first area, the first thing to lead with is to know that in pursuit of our passions, there will be low points. There will be doubt. Uh, there will be, um, you know, times when we don't feel like it's in alignment. You know, it's not necessarily making us happy that day. It's hard work. Um, there's, you know, pain associated with it. Whatever that is, that's okay. It's, it's the pursuit of that thing that is fulfilling and valuable. And that's what keeps us linked to it and allows it to be something that we, we care about. So once we have that as an overarching mindset, then we can start to think more critically about what passion actually is. And one, a great way to do that is to Think about the difference between acute and chronic engagement. So one of my favorite books is called The Passion Paradox. It's written by Brad Stolberg and Steve Magnus. If you've listened to the show, uh, you know that I have quoted their work before. I think it's extremely impactful and valuable um, for anyone looking to maximize their full potential and live a life that's fulfilling. But one of their books is called The Passion Paradox. And in this book, they discuss a lot of what we're getting at today, this, this very real idea, this, this very real need to contextualize passion, and that is that in our pursuit of passion, it's a very, very thin line between burnout um, and actually being fulfilled. So it's, so it's very much um, has to do with how we think about the pursuit of these things. In the passion paradox, a point that they make, or one way that they think about passion is in the pursuit of mastery. And that there is value in not working to be the best at something, but working to be the best at getting better. And I love this idea that um, we don't have to do more, right? We really want to, to distill our work to move us in the direction 
of mastering engagement in our passions, mastering the pursuit of things that we care most about. So they talk about acute engagement. So acute engagement is engagement in the moment, right? It's, it's the here and the now. It's the things that we're present in. There's another key piece. You need to be present, right? You can't be distracted when you're pursuing your passions. You need to be focused and engaged. So that's acute engagement. Now let's talk about chronic engagement. So chronic engagement is over a lifetime, right? I'm engaged broadly in the pursuit of the things that I care most about. The important idea to extract from these two areas of engagement as it relates to mastery and as it relates to our passions is that it does not value the things in between. It doesn't place a lot of importance on all of the things that happen in between what's happening right now, what I'm engaged in, and then my overall body of work, my overall pursuit Again, my chronic engagement over a lifetime, my pursuit of mastery, my pursuit of my passion. So it's the successes, it's the failures, it's the dips in motivation, uh, it's the missed workouts, it's the times where we didn't get the promotion, it's the times when we dropped, our, dropped the ball for, you know, for family and friends and relationships. Um, it's all these things that happen, you know, these, these blips throughout our day that, that really are impactful. And truthfully, this is where so many of us live, right? We, we let these moments between impact us so greatly that it derails our ability to focus on what we care most about. It derails our ability to see clearly what those things are, right? What are we passionate about? Because we're responding. We're putting out fires. We're being reactive, right? We're, we're, we're living in our highs and then we're being brought down tremendously by our lows. Um, and I think this is a really, um, I loved the way that they, they, they positioned this idea that it's, again, it's about coming back to the process, right? It's not about finding value in all the stuff in between. It's about staying connected to our larger body of work, things that we care most about. And it's about being engaged engaged as much as possible in the here and now so that we can work on mastery, right? And that's where that the passion comes in. The stuff that we're engaged in, the stuff that we're super focused on should be the things that we care most about. And that way, when all these other things come up throughout our day, throughout our week, our month, our life, we're less affected by those things. So, you know, the passion must come from an internal drive and a desire to pursue things that matter most to you. So again, it can't be external, right? The, your, your passions can't be, well, I want to make more money, right? If I just get that promotion, then I can be passionate about my work. If I just win this race, well, then I can be excited about training again. Um, you know, whatever it is, that external link can't be the driver. The things we're passionate about are the things that are kind of, you know, that's that internal drive. That's that flame inside of us 
that <coughs> that fo- that allows us to wake up and keep pushing forward because we believe in the pursuit of that thing. So again, as it relates to passion, think critically about how you're engaged in that thing. Right? Are you looking to find your passion in in those fires throughout the day, right? In that reactionary place. If you're looking to find it there, which which I would argue is where a lot of us get stuck. Right? If you don't feel like you're doing stuff that you're passionate about, or you don't feel like you can engage and be present with something that you want to value, right? Let's use exercise. I can't show up for myself. I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be. I can't reach my goals. I can't find the motivation. Um, I can't develop the discipline. Are you trying to build those habits? Are you trying to pursue that passion? Pursue something that you realize is meaningful, that you want to find fulfillment in, but are you trying to do that amidst all these other things, right? These things that come at you. Again, successes, failures, highs, lows, dips in motivation, um, poor nights of sleep, whatever it is. I think that a lot of us are, right? And we wonder why we can't quite get the traction that we want. It's because we're stuck in that middle place, right? So again, acute engagement. It's the here and now. What can I control? How can I focus on this? How can I be present? Through that practice is going to come the ability to create space and time for yourself so that you can focus on your passions. Well, then once that occurs, we zoom out to chronic engagement. Well, now are the things that I'm doing in alignment with how I want my um what i want to accomplish over a lifetime right in the passion paradox they call it your body of work so this this you know grand 30,000 foot view of the decisions that i've made and how i've spent my time adding up to equal the sum total of what i'm passionate about right that's where i've spent most of my time So work on identifying what those two areas look like in your life. Again, acute and chronic engagement. And are you spending time in those places such that you can identify your passions and spend time engaged with them and in them? So to that end, the next area that we can look at is engaging in something for the sake of that thing. Right, so when we are passionate about something, we are engaged with it and in it because we see intrinsic value in that thing. Right, we're doing it for the sake of the thing. This is really important because if we really think critically, so often we're doing something for some other reason. And typically that's an external payout, right? It's an external reward. We're not engaged in something simply because we see value in that thing. We're engaged in something because we think there's going to be some sort of reward at the end. Again, exercise. I'm engaged in this thing because I want to lose weight. 
I want to win a race. I want to beat my friends. I want to be faster. I want to shrink my body. I want to look different. That's an external reward. We're actually not doing it because we see intrinsic value in, con- in consistent movement and, and everything that that can bring to our lives. We're doing it because we're hoping that if we can just stick with it long enough, we'll see some sort of external reward. Same thing on the job front, right? I'm showing up, putting my head down, doing this work, because if I can just stick with it long enough, I'll get a promotion, I'll get more money, uh, and then I can be happy. Then I can make time. Then I can be the, the partner, the, uh, the spouse, the parent, the friend that I want to be. We know that that is false. To also quote Brad Silberg and Steve Magnus, they call that the arrival fallacy. The idea that once I get there, then I'll be able to engage in this thing. I'll be able to, to, to live the life I want to live. It is a fallacy, right? So that's why we need to focus on identifying our passions because we know that projection down the field is not going to give us what we want. It's never going to get there. We're never going to get there. When, when we get to where we're going, it's the thing that we wanted is not in that place. It's vanished. It's moved. It's somewhere else. So we want to find things that we can engage in for the sake of that thing. And if you're passionate about something, the consistent engagement in that thing should be enough. It's not that we can't have external goals related to that thing, right? It's not that that I can't exercise in hopes of gaining fitness in hopes of being faster, stronger, maybe even looking different. But that's not, that can't be the primary goal, right? If I'm passionate about something, if I'm passionate about the value of consistent movement, then I believe in that thing for the sake of that thing, right? It's valuable enough on its own, even if it never yields results. It doesn't mean I can't have them, but I have to hold them loosely. Because I have to care about that thing intrinsically. So just to reemphasize, this doesn't mean that every moment you're pursuing that thing will be awesome. The journey is what you're connected to. Right? You have to believe in the pursuit. You have to be, you have to be excited, or the better word would be connected to the journey so that the outcome isn't as important, right? So we want to, we want to engage in, in something because it's meaningful as a standalone experience, right? And the way that I think about it is we want to set goals, but then we want to Forget about those goals. We want to come back to the process. And it's, it's in that, that kind of juggling maneuver that we're able to stay connected to what we're passionate about. And again, it's the journey that we're connected to. And I'll use myself as an example. I am genuinely excited, interested, curious, passionate about consistent movement. 
if that never equals increased fitness, if I'm never stronger, if I'm never faster, I care so much about that process. I, I believe so strongly in the journey of showing up for myself and committing to a consistent movement practice and, and putting myself and, and exercise and, and what it looks and feels like to engage with my body physically and mentally. I believe so strongly in the intrinsic value of that thing that that's all I care about. The journey is fulfilling enough. And whatever becomes of that is really just icing on the cake. Now, I'm not saying I have it mastered. I'm not saying I have it all figured out. But I want to use a real-world example to highlight what that journey can look and feel like. Right? Can we apply that to our jobs? Right? Can I do something so that the work is what matters? I'm doing great work that I believe in, that I'm passionate about, and... And that's really enough. And whatever that equals is icing on the cake. I realize a lot of people are not in a position, nor do they want to link their passions to their job. Totally fine. What is it then? Right? What are you passionate about? And what is it that you care so deeply about the journey that the outcome becomes inconsequential? Right? It's great when it happens. Improve fitness, fantastic. Win a race, great. Promotion, awesome. Raise, great. Right back to the work. Right back to the journey because it's something that you believe in. So engage in something for the sake of that thing. That's really what passion boils down to. Believe in the journey enough that you show up anyway. Even if there's not a guarantee of success, there's no outcome guarantee. You just believe in that thing enough that you keep showing up for it because it's something you're passionate about. What is that thing in your life? Again, it could be anything. Let's work to find it. The next area is we want to set goals that lead us in the direction of our passion. So I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but I want to go into more detail because this is where we can often get derailed. How do I set goals how do I have goals? How do I have things I do want to accomplish? But then come back to the journey, the process, so that I'm staying connected to my passions, so that I don't get lured into these outcome-based scenarios. So I don't hang my hat 100% on success or failure. This is a precarious balance, right? Because I don't want to say, or, or, or I don't want the takeaway to be that when we follow our passions, we can't have goals. Um, I actually think this is, this is maybe where we've been sold short, is that I think this is where the marketing of passion gets in the way a lot of the time. right? I don't think that it's an aimless journey as you follow your passions blissfully. You know, I, I think that's, that's a lot of the sentiment, at least, that I hear, is that you know, follow your passion and, you know, and everything falls into place and nothing will feel like work and every day is going to be amazing and things will unfold as they're supposed to. I don't, I think it's an active process. In my experience, and you guys let me know if you've had a different one, 
But in my experience, following your passion takes more work than not following your passion. So I, I want to be very clear that I think it's, a, it's an extremely active process. It requires work, as does everything that we care about, as does everything worth accomplishing and worth having. But there is a way to think about how we set these goals. How do we have a plan? How do we be driven, focused, engaged, but in areas in alignment with our passions? Very tenuous, right? Just on the other side of that is overwork, burnout, overtraining, um, a loss of the passion, right? That thing no longer holds value because because we, we gave it too much of our energy. So first, set a goal, right? I do think that everyone needs goals, right? We need goals in every area of our life. If you have a fitness goal, what is it? Write it down, right? If you have a goal in your career, what is it? Family, whatever area of your life, all areas of your life, what are your goals? So I don't think it's an aimless, blissful, um, you know, journey that just falls into place and unfolds before us because we're finally in alignment with our passion. We have to be proactive. First step to that is setting goals. Next, we want to outline the steps needed to accomplish that goal. What does it take to get there? This is the process, right? But we're going to put a finer point on it, right? We're not going to leave it up for interpretation. What does it take to get there? What are the steps, right? If I want to win a race, what's it going to take, right? What, what type of commitment from myself is, is going to be required? So we want to outline those steps. I would encourage you to get very detailed. And then once we've outlined those steps, like I mentioned earlier, we want to hold that goal loosely. And we want to focus your energy on the process that's going to lead to those goals. The reason this is important is because what we're really trying to do is set ourselves up for micro wins. Right? The goal is is far away. Let's let's assume that Anything worth having is going to require work, and that's going to take some time. So it's not next week. It's probably not next month. Maybe it's next year. Whatever it is, right? Goals worth pursuing typically take time. So what are the steps to get there? And then again, let's then hold that goal loosely. Because we want to come back to the process. And what we want to do is by outlining those steps, we're setting ourselves up for wins along the way. Again, because the goal, the big thing, is far away. So if we don't have a win, if we're not setting ourselves up for success within that process, we're really, it's going to be impossible to remain committed to that goal. And really, this goes back to the engagement piece. Right, we're setting ourselves up for opportunities to be engaged in that process at every step along the way. 
Because engagement is really what we're trying to get at. We want to be focused on that thing. We want to be present in the pursuit of this thing that we care about. I should add that hopefully your goal is in alignment with your passions, right? Hopefully at this point it goes without saying, but your goal should be in alignment with things you care most about, right? So take a second. If you don't, if you're not clear on that, what, what is that? Right? If you wrote down, get a raise, but to get that raise, it's going to require you to engage in things you're not passionate about. Can we retool that? Right? Not that financial gains aren't important, not that that's not something we should care about, but how do we get there in a way that's in alignment with our passions? Same thing on the exercise front. Right? I want to do a triathlon. I want to do a marathon. Great. Do you like doing those things? Is that something you're passionate about? I see this happen all the time with athletes. They set goals because their friends or they saw in the, you know, online or read in a magazine that you, know, you should run a marathon. Was that something you're passionate about? Do you like running long distances? No? Pick another goal. Right? Are your goals in alignment with things you care about? Because you have to be passionate about that process. Again, the journey has to be intrinsically valuable. So, Again, hold the goal loosely. Focus on the process. That's where you cultivate your passion. Because what's going to happen is when you reach your goal, when you accomplish your goal, hopefully, rinse and repeat. What's the next goal? What are the steps to get there? Straight back to the process. Right? I, I, I hold the goal loosely. Come back to the process. I'm immediately reengaged in my passion. I'm connected, I'm engaged, I'm present for that thing. Rinse and repeat, right? Because again, what I'm working to do is build chronic engagement. Again, if you remember, that's our, that's our body of work. So I need to come back to the process. I need to come back to acute engagement because I'm building towards chronic engagement. I'm building towards this larger body of work. And the last thing, is that we want to focus on getting better at the things you care most about. So the ultimate goal is mastery and enjoying the pursuit of engaging in your passions. So again, so often we find ourselves focused on improving in these areas in between acute and chronic engagement, right? It's these, it's these fires we're putting out. It's these tasks that we're writing down. It's these, these areas we're spending time. And <laughs> is it in, in the direction of the things we care most about? I understand we all have to do shit that we don't like, right? Again, this ties back to not every step, not every day, not every moment of pursuing our passion is blissful, right? You have to wade through some BS sometimes. However, we don't want to get lost. I see so many people spending most of their time not focused on getting better at the things they care most about. Again, the ultimate goal is engaging and enjoying the pursuit of your passion or passions. So there's a real 
opportunity to shift our attitude around success and failure. So if we have the attitude of, I'm working to enjoy the engagement in this process and the pursuit of the passion, and I'm spending my time, at least the majority of my time, in pursuit of things I care most about, what will happen is that this attitude, this mindset will help the successes and the failures. Again, it's all that stuff in between carry less weight day to day to day because we're, we, we're, we're focused on and we're enjoying the overarching journey. So the weight of that failure, the weight of the success, which can be equally damaging sometimes, is going to carry less weight. Again, it doesn't mean that we don't celebrate our highs and we don't have to grieve our, our lows and our losses. They're just less impactful. Because, like I said, the goal is not to be the best. The goal is to be the best at getting better. So if we're in constant pursuit of engaging in our passions in a way that helps us build towards mastery, build towards being the best at getting better, then if we fail, so what? That's just another tool in our toolbox that's going to help us get better. It's a necessary learning experience. Same thing with successes. Fantastic. How can I apply that to continue to come back and hone my days and my life and how I'm engaging in a way that moves me towards overall fulfillment in the engagement of the things I care most about? So you want to define yourself by the journey, not from one single event. This, this is probably, if you get nothing away, you know, if you take nothing else away from this conversation, this is, this is the key piece. Because this is where so many people live, right? Is you define yourself by one singular thing, one singular outcome, right? Could be a success. Well, are you you might not ever be able to reach that success again. So you find yourself falling short again and again and again because you're constantly trying to match that success. Versus just letting it be what it is and coming back to the engagement of pursuit of your passions. Same thing with failure, right? This is where a lot of people live. I didn't reach my goal. I didn't win that race. I didn't finish that race. I didn't have the results I wanted. I didn't get the job. Um, The relationship didn't work out like I thought it was going to. Whatever it is. And then that becomes the defining moment. Right? I'm a failure. The pursuit is not worth worth it. We see this happen a lot with athletes. I didn't get the outcome I wanted. So the pursuit of that thing must not be worthwhile. I'm going to quit. Right? I didn't get the time I wanted. I didn't run that marathon as fast as I wanted to. Well, the training must not be worth it. Then I don't need to be a runner. The pursuit of this thing is no longer valuable. I'm going to stop taking care of myself. I'm going to stop creating time and space to be healthy, to be engaged in this activity. If we can get away from that, we can define ourselves by the journey. Right? Imagine a scenario where you get to the end of an event, I'll use exercise and I'll use 
endurance sports as an example. You get to the end of a race. It did not go as planned, right? Horrible day. Didn't feel good. Didn't get the results you wanted. Mechanicals, whatever, right? You name it. And instead of defining yourself by that event, letting the feelings of that thing overtake the effort and work required to get there, you were able to reflect on the journey and say, you know what? It actually took a tremendous effort just to get here. And that's worth celebrating, right? Who cares how the day went? I'm excited to get back to the process because I'm going to define myself by the journey, not by one single event. It's a hard shift. And again, not that we shouldn't push aside those failures or those experiences because we can learn from them. You just don't want to live in them forever. And so work to define yourself by the journey, not by one event. And a great way to highlight this would be how we define ourselves. So examples would be, you know, I'm not a mountain bike racer. I'm a cyclist. I'm not a CEO. I'm a passionate business owner. Or I'm passionate about leading teams. I'm passionate about uh, facilitating other people's growth so that they can be the best version of themselves. I'm not a marathoner, I'm a runner, right? So, so we're working to pull back from these singular instances, these titles, these events, and we're, we're focused on the journey. What's the thing that I care most about? So this mindset is really, you know, it keeps you centered, right? It keeps you focused on what you really care most about and less on the outcome of any particular thing. And that's really what we want. We want that grounding experience. Because we want to come back to our passions. We don't want to get pulled in these other directions by all these other outcome-based things. So just to recap, five things that we can work on, think about. We can work to deploy in our own lives as it relates to passion. The first one is that not every moment of pursuing your passion is going to be amazing. Still going to be highs and lows. Still going to be work required. Um, but we want to think differently. There's an opportunity to reframe how we think about happiness. Again, happiness is not this, this consistent, constant pleasure, this constant high, but it's engagement in meaningful and fulfilling pursuits. And I think that's a great place to start as we think about how to examine and pursue our passions. The next is when we think about how we're engaged in those passions. I talked about acute versus chronic engagement. The important piece there is that it doesn't focus on all the stuff in between. Right? It focuses on being present and that presence building to a larger body of work that is in alignment with our passions and things we care most about. The third thing is that when we're engaged in our passion, it's something that we're engaged in for the sake of that thing. Right? We believe so strongly in the journey. We believe so strongly in the intrinsic value of that thing that it, it holds enough weight that we're doing it for the sake of that thing. It's not about outcomes. It's not about wins. It's not about losses. It's about that thing meaning enough that we're engaged in it just for the sake of that thing. The fourth thing is we want to set goals that move us in the direction of our passions. So like I said, I don't think that following your passion or when you identify your passion 
this golden road rolls out before you. It requires work. And honestly, I would say it probably requires more work than moving aimlessly through your life in a way that's not in alignment with your passions because you have to be super focused on continuing to do work that's in alignment with those things. So what do you need? You need goals. Set a goal. Set multiple goals. Set goals for all areas of your life. Outline the steps needed to reach those goals and then hold those goals loosely, right? Come back to the journey. Come back to the um, the process. It's going to get you there. And what that does is it sets you up for wins along the way. It's a more engaging experience because those single outcomes come and go, right? And they're largely out of our control anyway. Lastly, focus on getting better at the things you care most about. A great quote is, to, to encapsulate this, is that we, we're not focused on being the best. We're focused on being the best at getting better, right? Constant improvement. We're building towards that larger body of work. And again, the key takeaway here is that we define yourself by the journey, not by any single event, right? Find your meaning, your worth in this larger body of work, not the inevitable peaks and valleys that life's going to throw your way. So, like I said earlier in the podcast, just to reiterate, a fantastic way for you to engage in this type of work, get super clear on what it is you care about and how to set goals in alignment with those things, is going to be to attend the Accelerate Your Impact Workshop, December 28th. It's at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's an online virtual workshop, 90 minutes. Myself and Christine Hernandez are going to facilitate along with individuals from uh, all walks of life, different industries, different backgrounds, different passions. It's going to be a collaborative experience. It's going to allow you to, one, get expert teaching from myself and Christine on um, how to identify what it is you care about and then how to set goals in alignment with that and then how to tactically stick to those goals and carry those out in how you move through your days, in the actions that you take throughout the year. Um, and then you're going to be able to explore those ideas in a small group setting with other individuals from around, uh, around the world that are also going to be working to uh, gain clarity and engage with things that they're passionate about. So it's going to be a really impactful experience. If you're looking for a way to, again, engage in this type of work, to have a tool and a resource so you can put this stuff into play right now, please join us. The details for the Accelerate Your Impact Workshop will be in the show notes of this episode. Again, you can also reach out to us at enduranceminded.com. Uh, scroll to the bottom, send us a note. I'm happy to, uh, to get you set up or provide any additional information that you want. This is going to be a really fantastic experience. Um, also, if for some reason this time doesn't work, we're going to be doing another one on January 11th. I'll provide details with that uh, after the first workshop is over. But um, I would encourage anyone who's interested in, um, in continued growth, doing shit that you care about, getting super clear on how to make this year the best one yet. Um, this is going to be a really, really impactful and valuable use of your time. So again, that's December 28th, Accelerate Your Impact. Look for the details in the show notes. As always, thank you so, so much. Um, 
as we round out the year, I can't thank you enough for um, our continued growth of our community, um, for the guests that we've had on the show, and for everything that you guys, the listeners, have done to make Endurance Minded a reality and continue um, to allow me to to put on this show because it's something I care deeply about. Um, and I want to thank you guys. Um, if you want to get me a Christmas present, rate, subscribe, share this uh, episode with a friend. Um, as always, uh, these are the lifeblood of the podcast world. So if you haven't yet, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, rate, uh, rate us, uh, review, and send it to a friend, a uh, family member, someone that you think um, would enjoy this content as well. Thank you so much. I'm, uh, I'm grateful. See you guys next time on Endurance Minded.